0: This is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. That sounds terrible.
1: What's up? This is the most musty WWE superstar of all time, and his lovely, gorgeous wife. Marie. And you are going in Raw. What's
0: up? It's your girl, Sasha, thanks for the legit Fox, and you are watching Going In Raw.
1: Oh, baby, I like it, Raw. Oh, baby, I like it, Raw. And you are tuned in to Going In Raw right now. How you doing? Hey friend, it's Steve here, and Larson, and welcome to Going In Raw View, it's a pay-per-view review show right here at youtube.com forward slash Steven Larson. Anywhere fine podcasts are available, you can hit the subscribe download button either on YouTube or on the iOS podcast app, or of course on Stitcher, Podbean, wherever fine podcasts are available, you can find Going In Raw, and on the YouTube, be sure to hit that notify bell uh, so that you can always get new going in raw content. Yes. Yeah, we're also available on the Patreon at patreon.com/slash Stephen Larson, where we have many different reward tiers, including the five dollar. Yeah, you know what? Including the two hundred thousand dollar monthly reward tier. If you if you kick in two hundred thousand dollars this one time, Larson will 2 sweep me. Yes. And get all the great rewards underneath that tier as well. Yeah. 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 Uh, my dog wants to leave, so I'm gonna get up right now, but I'm gonna edit
0: it.
2: And look at that. Thanks to the magic of editing, Steve is back. No
1: more dog in the room, and I'm still here. I never left. Oh, man. So, should we apologize in advance before we start talking about this? Or should Um, we blame it on the $10 and up patrons who voted on... That's true. We did not select this. Our patrons did. We offered it up as as an option, but there were two other options uh, available, and the vast majority, this wasn't even close, the vast majority of our $10 and up patrons voted for Nitro, for us to review Nitro. Nine twenty-five two thousand when Vince Russo won the title. Yeah,
2: I think they were trying to end the show on a cliffhanger. Well, they did. They did, but I mean, they did, but it wasn't sold like a cliffhanger, right? Like the commentary team didn't make it seem like, oh, we don't know who the champion is. Yeah, it just ended. Yeah. Well, they th- no, there was. I mean, there was. It ended with confusion. But it wasn't really sold well, I don't think.
1: It wasn't sold
2: well, and because like if Shivani had sold the moment like he did, uh, Robin Hood about to come on after yeah. Nitro, then yeah. it might have created some intrigue. But there was none.
1: The problem with the end was that Booker T and Goldberg just walked up the ramp.
2: Well, Goldberg, they high five Yeah, yeah. And then walked up the ramp.
1: Booker T didn't say, "Hey, give me my title back," because I obviously won that. Yeah. Instead, the net, So the net. Well, we'll, we'll get to that at the end. Yeah, moment. yeah. There's a lot to get through here. There's a lot of Vince Russo to get through here. I'm sorry. It's not entirely our fault. There were two other options that people could have voted on. There was so much Vince Russo in this. Did he actually think that... Uh, the, theories, the theories that he was a double agent. That he was sent to WCW to collect a paycheck and bring them down from within... This episode of Nitro is all the proof you really need. It for that.
2: lends some credence to that yeah. theory.
1: Yes, because
2: why would anybody
1: want this? Number one, why would anybody want any Vince Russo in their programming? Number two, why would anybody want a lot of Vince Russo in their in their wrestling programming? He just it was it was it was like a new level of heat called Vince Russo heat, where it was they didn't it was not even Xbox heat where they
2: were mad at him and they wanted him to leave. It was just people literally, by my count, including the main event, he was on five segments of the show. And that includes the the opening video package, Mouse Will Get Started, which was recapping apparently Vince Russo's quest to become WCW champion. And As he says during this video package, it was a a lifelong dream of his to be WCW World Heavyweight Champion.
1: I guess. I don't know why. It's just stupid. He arrived at the arena. Little Jeremy Borash was in tow. How old was Borash at the time?
2: Well, like twenty something. Seemed like he's probably young.
1: He looked he looked simultaneously twelve and like forty five.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, he he aged well. He aged better. I think he looks he looks more presentable now back then. He had that like m M&M cut. Yeah, he, and and
2: so I don't I don't remember him showing up. I don't remember his debut on WCW. No, I don't. And back in this, to be honest, I used to watch WCW a lot. Yeah. Until it started getting really bad. Yeah. And I just like, why am I wasting my time with this yeah, garbage? Yeah, I'll yeah. just watch Raw. So I'd still check in the WCW now and again, but this was during the period of time where I really was not watching WCW much at all.
1: I think I remember like checking in every once in a while back then, same as you, but I think I would check in maybe more often than you. And I remember, I do remember it having this, this feeling of, A, desperation, creative desperation. Yeah. And B, along with the desperation, a desperate need to just change anything they could for the sake of change and seeing if that worked. Mm -hmm. Even the bikini contest was boring. Yeah. Even the bikini contest was crap. How do you mess up a bikini contest? Anyways, Vince Russo arrives at the arena. Jeremy Borash is in tow, sort of acting like a, a yes man. Yeah. Sort of, you know, trying to hype him up. And Russo's like, get away from me, kind of. Russo, yeah. So, I guess. Try- like, Russo's not even trying to comedically play up.
2: No, he just seemed legitimately nervous.
1: <laughs> yeah. Maybe nervous. Maybe. Did, let me ask you something. In all the segments leading up to it, did you think there was any doubt in his mind that this was creatively the way to go? Given his body language? Yeah. Really? Yeah. You get that feeling? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Part Like, there are parts that made me feel that. And there are parts that made me think he, he... In
2: his head, this was exactly correct. I think both things could exist in his head simultaneously. Yeah, I think
1: that's a possibility. Like, um, he
2: thought what he was doing was right, was the right move, but at the same time, thinking... Is this really what I want to do? <laughs> so when, let me ask you something.
1: When did you did you realize that this was a two hour episode of Nitro before you started? Like when you loaded it up? No. When did you realize?
2: No, like right when I went to the network, loaded it up, and saw okay. it was only an hour and a half. I thought I forgot that. Was it a pleasant was. surprise? Very much so. <laughs> me too.
1: I actually didn't realize until like I didn't look at the time until uh, until I think I paused it. I don't know a couple segments in, and I was like, wait. I thought this was three hours. Apparently, Nitro went from two hours to three hours because they were getting really popular. And then at some point, like
2: in mid 2000,
1: they <laughs> scaled oh. down to uh, TNT. Was like, okay,
2: we're hemorrhaging money off this operation. Yeah. Let's take an hour off this. We don't need all this money
1: pit. Yeah, we don't need all this. Do you imagine how many more Vince Russo segments have there been? If this was three hours. Three more, at least <laughs> eight. 8 altogether, all of them through, so I like your note here, Nitro's intro package is both really good and absolutely terrible. It really is, it's way
2: too long, the music sucks, but the editing's kind of interesting.
1: Except when they have Kevin
2: Nash with his glowing eyes. Why did Kevin Nash have glowing eyes? I was going to agree with half of it, I thought it was absolutely terrible.
1: It was was like, it was like... uh, a not like the music felt it was like a non-tense section of oh the movie. music's garbage of the movie saw so it's like <laughs>
2: music <laughs> garbage. Like the first three
1: seconds, <laughs> the first three
2: seconds <laughs> with the it was the, like the, it was backwards. It's terrible. The first three seconds with all that kind of uh, uh, bad TV looking yeah, stuff. Yeah,
1: everything's bad TV. That though. was fine.
2: Yeah, and then it was a way Pretty too long. That, yeah. B crap music. Yeah. And then just random effects like Kevin Nash's <laughs> glowing
1: eyes. <laughs> and then yeah, his weird glowing eyes once. Nobody else had glowing eyes. No, it was all bad TV filter. I thought it was terrible. It was all bad TV filter. I I totally forgot they got away from they got away from the little set. Like I remember they did a different set when they had that new crap logo of theirs. Yeah. Um that was a bit more ambitious, and it had, like, the Nitro Girls dance. Yeah, thing. yeah,
2: yeah. But it was ugly.
1: But then they moved on even from that. They,
2: like, scaled down, down to really <laughs> small Tron, and they had, like, the Starfield background. What do you think? I tried to look up the, the uh, attendance. It looked like from one shot during the main event, like, the entire upper deck was empty.
1: Yeah, I know. This looks like a
2: really, really sparsely populated. Yes.
1: Like, even, like, the, the, the A camera, like, on the ring... Like there were, there were not many people populating. Like they, they, I don't know what it was weird. There did not seem to be that many people. In the Let me area. ask you
2: this: There was a lot of uh, what seemed to be pro Russo signs in the crowd. Yeah, genuine, or did they hand those out the door.
1: I don't know, man. I'd like to think that they hand those out of the door, but people are weird. People will back the weirdest thing. You know what I mean? People will get on a bandwagon. People get on a guy and they'll just stay with him through a lot. So I I don't know, man. I remember I remember when they said Vince Russo was coming to WCW. I was excited, yeah, because he had the you know we didn't know we knew now. He didn't he he was like oh wow the guy who had some of the crazier ideas in the Attitude area is coming to WCW. That's kind of cool. And then it was trash. Yeah, it completely was completely unhinged. And he's so ugly and like. God, he wore the stupid, like, gold chain, and, God, he was so annoying. He was so obnoxious. Yeah. He was so bad. Yeah, he was. Anyways, yeah, that intro pack. Yeah, and then,
2: then WCW was completely unhinged and unglued and terrible and just, Basically unwashable from that point on. And
1: I even want to say, like, oh, they had the talent, and I guess they did.
2: But at this point...
1: <laughs> at this point, half of them were completely checked out.
2: Yeah, Nash... Kevin Nash was so checked out. Yeah, Nash was, was completely checked out. He was so I done. will say Sting... Oh, he seemed into still, it. Still, as a professional, was into it. Yeah. And put on a really good match with Lance Storm. We'll get to that later. Well, Lance Storm can have a good match with a
1: freaking broomstick. But could he have a good match with Vince Russo? Nobody can have a good match with Vince Russo. Uh, We kicked it off with uh, Big Vito versus Johnny the Bull. I vaguely remember these guys from one of the papers from like New Blood, right? Yeah, yeah. They
2: had a. When was New Blood Rising? It was around this time. Yeah, it was around this time. This was September, New Blood Rising. I want to say New Blood Rising was September 2, but I could be wrong. August.
1: It was a month before
2: this. Okay. Okay.
1: So, I kind of remember that Big Vito and Johnny the Bull, I think they kicked off some sort of feud at New Blood Rising. Yeah, and
2: then Reno was involved in that as well. Reno. Because okay, he yeah. made an appearance here. Oh, that's right. So, uh, Vito's sister Maria was sitting ringside for this match. Yeah, she was cute. Um, and so, I guess this was a stick, ball, bat kendo stick match, but he had to quit to lose. That's what I gathered. Okay, yeah. So yeah, 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 okay. A convoluted stipulation. And I was wondering for the first half of the match why no one used the stickball bat. Right. At all. And then literally as soon as I thought that, Vito picked it up and started doing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, they have to build to it.
1: Yeah, I guess. They have to build
2: to it. But then he hit he hit Johnny the Bull like three times and then went back to the kendo stick. Yeah. um Reno we'll, runs out.
1: They are making a big deal about the sister Maria. Yeah. And that slob Mark Madden was... He was all over her, being He was like trying to be as offensive as possible. But evidently, like within the boundaries of TNT's censors. Did you see the cat laying around? dropped the middle finger.
2: Yeah. On? And when he when he said something about Mark Madden, it seemed genuine. That seemed genuine. That's, That's, that, that was a shoot. That was that was the total. Because
1: Mark Madden looked stunned. Yeah. And he was like, "Man, you're gonna bring that up? Like, you know, like you're gonna bring it up that you think I'm a fat slob? Yeah. And you hate me? Even the cat seemed checked out." Yeah, except for that one moment. <laughs> except for that one moment where he called a fat slob. Oh, man, that was good. So, anyways, yeah, Vito's sister, uh, Maria. Maria, runs into the ring towards the end.
2: Yeah, Reno puts Vito in the trio woe and starts uh, hitting him, or is about to start hitting him with a kendo stick. Maria yeah. comes in, says, Enough. says No mas, no mas. Enough. Yeah. I don't know where that went.
1: I imagine Maria ended up being with somebody. Who knows? Who Speaking knows? of which, of... of <laughs> Storylines that went nowhere. Yeah. Uh,
2: David Flair. So throughout this show, he was driving around somewhere. This is actually a relatively entertaining through line. It was. So he's, he's driving in his Escalade. Yeah. Pulls up abruptly to a payphone. The guy who was on the payphone, he like throws him off. Yeah, it good. And starts going through the phone book there. Yeah, yeah it's just funny. Even in 2000, payphones were still a thing. I remember having a cell phone in 2000, though. Yeah.
1: I'm trying to remember, maybe I just had a pager. Yeah, pagers were definitely a thing. Pagers were definitely a thing. I'm all positive I had a
2: cell phone, though. I mean, there were cell phones in 2000.
1: I had no use for that pager whatsoever. I had no use for it. That's why I never had one. What, Jeff was going to page me? Yeah, I know. (laughs) Oh, Isn't it weird, though? Like, How do we get along without these things? I know. It's crazy. How um, did
2: David Flair know where he was going? Well, that's why, that's why he was looking in the phone book for an address.
1: Yeah, but then even with an address, he had to ask somebody. Was this the one where he asked somebody?
2: No, that's where later on. Is,
1: okay, that's later on. Later oh, on. Okay.
2: Well, I mean, he doesn't have Google Maps on his his payphone, so he on, can't yeah, exactly. find anything. Yeah. After this, we get uh, Jeff Jarrett and Scott Steiner in the ring. Deliver promo. And they bring out Vince Russo. This was
1: so confusing because they dropped a heel promo, but then Vince Russo, the entire time, Vince Russo, I think he really thought that he was the face.
2: Cause he well, was, because they were in New York. They are in yeah. New
1: York. Nobody no, do nobody in New York likes you. No, they don't care. It do, look, here's the thing. If you're from a place, yeah, you're going to get some amount of hometown love, but it doesn't automatically mean people are going to love you. They were probably just like, man... Why couldn't one of the real wrestlers be from New York? Why do we have to have you? Because he didn't get like a face reaction. Nobody, it was just nobody cared about him. Yeah. Nobody cared. Yep. He was in, it it just honestly felt to everybody there, like watching at home, looking at that crowd and how they non-reacted to him. They just wanted him out of their lives. Mm-hmm. It was like, I came here for a wrestling show. Who are you even? Yeah. You know? Why is a
2: writer out here wrestling?
1: And are you the guy I'm supposed to direct my rage at for this crap writing? Yes. Um, anyway, yeah, Jeff Jarrett, Scott Steiner, they cut a heel promo. Vince Russo comes out and cuts what appears to be a face promo because he's from New York. Uh, then Booker T shows up on the Tron. Um, did he say something before Sting popped up? No, Sting was talking. Sting was talking. It was like a ventriloquist act. And then Sting popped up. He was actually behind Booker T. This was like, I think this was like uh, Sting's original Joker gimmick.
2: Oh yeah, it was very Sting Joker from TNA. It was, and then uh, Goldberg um, was in the crowd. He had apparently quit after his match against um, Scott Steiner. At oh, Ball did Brawl. you ever
1: find out who Elliot Wrestling was?
2: No. Do you know what I'm talking about? Though? No, I didn't notice that at all. Really? No.
1: That's weird. Maybe it was during the Steiner match, the Steiner cage match. There was like two cage matches. They had to get their their used. I think it cage. was that one. <laughs> okay, I think it was that one. Because I
2: really paid attention. Uh, during the Russo match, looking for Elliott oh, right, wrestling, okay. and I didn't notice anything.
1: All right, maybe because I was thinking maybe he came down with uh, Goldberg. Yeah, it could uh, be. Anyways, um, Goldberg's in the crowd, and uh, Steiner had earlier been talking about the fact that he's the man who like made Goldberg drove right. Goldberg out of WCW. Yeah, that's right. But then Goldberg was back, and it wasn't like shortly after this that Goldberg actually did align him. He turned heel. I think it was at the Bash that have been mm. Oh wait, no, that'd have been before that makes sense. that I mean, been July that'd or June. Though. Anyways. Goldberg's in the crowd. Um and uh then we had uh, Team Chronic backstage.
2: Yeah, um Brian Adams was in this weird kind of uh like clubbing shirt.
1: Yeah, they both always dressed like they were clubbing guys. It's weird, they were super over.
2: I know. <laughs> they were named after weed.
1: They yeah, okay, let's let's review the but chronic thing. They
2: never there was never they were indication. never packaged like they were actually weed smokers.
1: Yeah, but yeah, their their finishing move wasn't like High Times or something. Yeah, and then they were called Chronic, but not C H R O N I C. It was K R O N I K. Yeah. And yet they never really acted like you said, like they were on weed.
2: It they was, never made. They, they were any references superficially to it. packaged. They were um, as they were, weed yeah. enthusiasts,
1: but then they <laughs> then they were like meathead club guys. Yeah. They, I mean, they. The, the way they would rage on a, on a dime made them feel like it was your stereotypical steroid roid rage. Yeah, guy. they weren't mellow at all. <laughs> because then somebody named Above Average Mike Sanders shows up, who, I don't know if he's supposed to, I think he was part of WCW's youth movement, but he looks like he's a good 45 he looks years old. old. <laughs> he did.
2: Well, he, he, he has to break the unfortunate news to chronic that due to their actions, another Nitro or something. That Vince Russo has removed. Chronic. Chronic. From the tag team battle royal. And, and oh chronic. Oh, boy. They were mad about that. Yeah. Yeah. Mellow, they were not.
1: Uh, here's the thing about Mike, Mike Sanders, though. He actually kind of had a personality. Mm-hmm. Like, he didn't look like a wrestler, Mm-mm. but he had a, he had a personality. He kind of reminded me a little bit of Peyton, Peyton Manning. Yeah, a little bit. He kind of had Peyton Manning vibe A little going. bit towards him. I think they liked him because he did have some natural
2: charisma. Yeah. I don't know if he was any good in the ring. though. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, after that, we had a tag team battle royal. Um they love their clusterfuck tag team Yeah, they do. Matches. But uh, new, new Blood Rising, they had the same thing.
1: There's a ton of people in the ring yelling yeah. about. So it was... Uh,
2: Chronic was not in it. No, they were not But it was the Harris it. Brothers, the Young Dragons, Three Count, MIA, and Jin and O'Hare. Yeah. Five teams, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So about halfway through, uh, Chronic comes out mm-hmm. and starts clearing the ring. Harris Brothers, gone. Young Dragons, gone. gone three yeah. Count, gone. MIA, gone. And then security comes in and starts macing Chronic in the face.
1: <laughs> I like one of the security guards accidentally got some mace on the other guy, and he no-sold it. <laughs> like, like he comes in there, sprays while one guy's trying to take him down, and it obviously gets in that guy, but he just no-sells it, but Chronic does it. Yeah. Chronic just keeps on. They're like, oh,
2: God, it hurts. And the other yeah. guy's
1: like, I, I took my anti-mace. <laughs> I have my anti-mace contacts
2: in, so I'm good. Oh, filthy animals were in the match too. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So the last two teams. Were... With, this
1: is where Conan was doing commentary. Yeah. And he was he was getting kind of a, he was. I mean, look, it was 2000. Certain things were just more acceptable to say back then than they, than they are now. But Conan was definitely he was saying the things that you should not be saying. Like every right. other thing he said, I was like, geez. You can't say that today, you know.
2: Commentary. <clears throat> WCW back then was not good. No, it, it, really it, was, it was not good at all. Mark Madden, I don't know how he ever got the job. He's crap. I have no idea. He was terrible. He's atrocious. <laughs> He's awful. So anyways, uh, the last two teams, Filthy Animals, Gendrack and O'Hare, Disco Inferno. Mark comes Madden
1: out. was like, he was like, like, like really bad YouTube comments personified in like a person. You know uh, Lawrence's gimmick, the troll. Yeah, it's like a real version of that. Kind of because he's just he just says things that are just like he's, just, he's aiming to shock, but it's never clever. Yeah, and he doesn't add anything to the no, broadcast. Nothing.
2: nothing. Final two teams: uh, filthy animals, gendrak no hair, disco inferno. Apparently, is on the outs with the filthy animals and has a duck with him, a plastic duck.
1: Uh, that you know what? That was actually the lone highlight for me. Disco made me laugh. Yeah, because Disco could talk on the mic. Yeah, he could. And disco to. in the Filthy Animals was hilarious, anyways. And it just—it it, was—I don't know—it it, it made me laugh. It's just
2: so much weird. Yeah, it was really weird. Um, and so he hits hit Hooven right in the back. Yeah, leads to his elimination. Yeah. Um. Uh. And uh. Jindrak, No Hair, uh, Eliminate Rey Mysterio, mm-hmm. they're the new tag team champions. I think this is the match
1: where I made the, the, the note, everything looks so small. Yeah, the ring looked really small. The ring looked small, the venue, like, or the, the, the number of people looked small, everything just looked really small, and so at that point I started kind of trying to focus on how many people are there. Is it above 5,000? Because I don't know that it was.
2: Yeah. Maybe. It looked like the entire upper deck was empty. Yeah, I know.
1: Um. Then, thank God, the insane clown posse
2: comes out. No, you skip the when Mean Gene interviews Howard Stern's whack pack. Oh, yeah, okay. And that's when Kevin Nash comes in with uh, the natural born thrillers. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And like, in the m- most bored way, like tries to 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 say this is when he comes in. It's like, oh, see, this is this is why, it's, I don't, like, he's kind of aligned with Vince Russo. Yeah, but at the same time, he's like, okay, this is why things aren't going right in WCW. So I was like, is that a shoot? I don't know. And then he's like, okay, guys, let's not hang around here anymore. Let's go. And then he goes and shakes Beetlejuice's hand and says, I like your suit. Yeah. Was it backstage? Yeah.
1: Okay. All right. I kind of remember this. I just remember when he showed up at the top of the ramp.
2: Oh, that was later. He just looked like he was thinking about anything else (laughs) other than what's going on. (laughs) It just just
1: reminded me of Magic Mike. Because yeah. all the natural-born thrills, you know, they all have immaculate bodies. Yeah.
2: And they're all wearing, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah shorts, yeah, yeah. and they're all topless. And you got Nash with a T-shirt tucked into his jeans. <laughs>
1: exactly. And his baseball
2: hat, yeah. <laughs> exactly.
1: It just made me think of Magic He was in
2: the Magic Me. I will League. say that when Kevin Nash uh, shook Beetlejuice's hand, yeah. that was the most genuine moment oh, yeah, of yeah, the yeah, entire segment. Yeah, I know.
1: Well, look, Nash was a good guy.
2: Um, After that, then we had the insane clown posse. Oh, my God. So, he, said, he used
1: the word... Uh, he used the word retard. He can't do that anymore. That's a no-no. So he did that, and he started promoting Juggalo Championship Wrestling. Yeah. He started dropping names about some of their hardcore guys. They all sounded terrible. He's terrible. Yeah. The insane clown posse are terrible. Yeah, they are. Um, however, I'll give you. I'll give him this. For terrible rappers, they were not terrible wrestlers. In the sense that you think they would be. Yeah, they were more than willing to take bumps. They they took bumps and it, just little things like when Shaggy Two Dope was started was starting to so that led to Mike Awesome coming out. No, was, that '70s guy. Yeah, that '70s guy, Mike Awesome, where he drove out in his uh, uh, uh what was that show? Partridge Family. Oh yeah, yeah yeah that, that yeah, was that's it was. Yeah, yeah that's what was yeah that's what was from okay. All right. Anyway, he comes out and they have a like an impromptu hardcore match. Yeah. Um, Shaggy 2 Dope, okay, here's the thing. Nine times out of ten, if a, if a celebrity comes in the ring at WWE and they start doing punches on somebody, there is a specific way in wrestling you deliver a punch yeah. that makes it look like a wrestling punch and yeah. therefore part of the show. And Shaggy 2 Dope Shaggy too Dope knew how to do that. Yeah. He was like punching Mike Awesome in a way that, oh, wow, you actually look legit. And so that's what I'm talking about. <coughs> it's a little fundamental things, yeah, that they actually did pick up on. Oh yeah, yeah you yeah. have to kind of give them no, credit. No, I know, I know, I know.
2: They seemed like they were into the wrestling thing. Yeah. Um. So the the match more or less all takes place around uh, Mike Austin's bus.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Um. Violet J sets up a table. Um, eventually he goes through it mm-hmm. um, that 70s guy uh, Awesome Bombs Shaggy 2 Dope on top of the bus and then well,
1: let me ask you this that Shaggy was...
2: kind of just like slides off into the floor yeah that was a good spot I actually like. it <laughs>
1: yeah, that was pretty fun because it was more of a I thought that wasn't the Awesome Bomb an actual Power Bomb and this was actually Razor's Edge
2: Awesome Bomb was kind of a combo oh is it yeah because he pick him up and kind of put him on his shoulder okay alright all but right, not all right. extend his arms fully for like a Razor's Edge
1: okay okay because this looked a bit more like a Razor's Edge yeah 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 in any event yeah, it was on top of the bus. That's not an easy spot to pull off. I mean, if you're Shaggy 2 Dope, you're going backwards onto the bus, which, yeah, has those rounded edges. <clears throat> you got to feel pretty lucky that you didn't, like, get bombed off the bus. Oh, I know. You have
2: to feel very lucky about it. I know, that. because Mike Austin, you know, he takes a couple steps before he drops you.
1: And that his footing was not solid. No. So he dropped him on the bus, and then, yeah, he sort of, you know, he limped his body. And yes. then he went
2: sliding off, very slow, somewhat controlled. Yeah. Slid off the bus.
1: I actually was kind of impressed. Yeah, with me too. Yeah.
2: Mike Awesome gets off the bus, covers. Who would have thought the most
1: inspired wrestling in WCW this time would be from the Insane Clown Posse? I don't
2: know if it's the most inspired.
0: They
1: were
2: into it, though.
0: No, they were. everybody there.
1: I, didn't I didn't think they were
2: the most invested. I think the most inspired was Lance Storm. Yeah, yeah. I know, but he's just a professional. These yeah. guys
1: were like... You know, Landstorm didn't want to be there.
2: Well, this is an opportunity for uh, Insane Clown Posse to promote their own uh, promotion. That's probably why hey, they were hey, there. you know what?
1: Regardless of the motivation, they were inspired. They delivered. Yeah.
2: Mike Awesome uh, goes to the floor, pins Shaggy 2-Dope, yeah, picks, picks up the win. Yeah, absolutely. Next, angry <laughs> David Flair drives to a Chuck E. Cheese. This was great. Goes in and starts yelling. At one of their employees yeah. about where this address is, and credit, she doesn't know. Credit to the employee, she
1: maintained her cool yes. throughout being raged on by David. And when David Flair yells at people, he sounds exactly like his dad. <coughs> I never really see saw many comparisons like superficially between him and his dad. Oh, when them, he was yelling, yeah, he when he was exactly, yelling, he sounded exactly, exactly like Rick Flair. like
2: Rick Flair, especially in the last segment. Yeah,
1: and then he so he's a Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, In his uh, fever pitch, uh, in in the passion, the fever passion he was feeling forever he was running after. He was
2: trying to find the father of Stacey Keebler's baby.
1: So we found that out later. or You looked that up. Yeah. That was never actually said. They dropped
2: the storyline, yeah.
1: Yeah. But no, like when he was driving around, did they ever say? No. Okay. It was a mystery. It was a mystery. Okay. A mystery that just ran, like, it felt like a three-hour show. It did. Um, Anyways, he jumped into a ball pit thinking that whoever this
2: person he's looking for is there. doesn't make any sense. They weren't in the ball pit, though. That's funny, but sense. it didn't make any sense. It was kind of funny. Yeah, kind of funny. Um, the now, cat. Yes, the cat, who's still a general
1: manager. Yeah, still, yeah. Uh, and also, look, even through, he was dressed great. He had like a leather jumpsuit yeah. on. And he had sunglasses on. Even looking at him with the sunglasses on, because, you know, the, the eyes betray one's inner thoughts. Yes. You could tell he, he was checked out. Apart from, <laughs> apart from when he gets in the ring and he says, if you open your mouth, fat boy, I'm going to stuff my foot in it or something like that. And then the camera cuts to Mark Manny's he's all, no, dude, he don't like you. Yeah. That's all it is. He just yep. doesn't like you.
2: Um, the cat said he would fire Steiner, Jeff Jarrett, or Kevin Nash if they interfere in the main event. Mm-hmm. Outcomes above average Mike Sanders. Yeah. Um, with a bat.
1: With the Ulysses killer.
2: Yes. Um uh, and then uh, Kevin Nash and all the natural born thrillers come out. Mm-hmm. Um, they go into the ring, start fighting with the cat. Yeah, he tries to defend himself, but it's too much. And Kevin Nash stands at the top of the ramp, just looking bored out of his he's mind. He's
1: just thinking, man, I I, don't know, I get I get to be out of here about an hour. Let's call Scott Hall, see what he's up to. He He's. Look, I think he just hated not having his best friend there.
2: Could be. He looked unbelievably bored. He did. He was. Well, like, even we watched uh, New Blood Rising. He was unbelievably bored. Oh
1: yeah, I know. I
2: know. Unbelievably bored. Next, uh, yeah, you mentioned the bikini contest. Mm-hmm. It was just bad.
1: Yeah, it was. It was horrible. It
2: was like, um, so you had uh Howard Stern's whack pack as the panel of judges. Yeah. Um, he had Mean Gene out there um, hosting it. You yeah. can tell he didn't want to be there. Wow. And then... uh we Mean Gene like being around the ladies. And then uh, Pamela Paulshock, who I guess was their backstage interviewer... Okay, yeah. ...was also out there, not a contestant. Right, she was in a big furry coat. Yeah. And telegraphed the entire oh, yes. outcome.
1: Uh, so we had a couple of Nitro girls. We had Tori Wilson. Stacey Keeler was not there. We had... Um, it was like six contestants. And like the, Yeah, and then like the, the valet for the Tigris? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the yeah. Filthy
2: Animals, she yeah. came
1: out there. Uh,
2: Major Guns.
1: Major Guns. Sacramento's own Major Guns. Oh, yeah. Sacramento's own Major
2: Guns. Who apparently was a member of Team Canada. Mm-hmm, Yeah. As was Jim Duggan. Jim Duggan came out. He cleaned up well. Yeah. Like,
1: he was doing the Canadian, like, gimmick. So he cut his hair, shaved his beard. He look- You know what he looked like? He looked like one of those videos on YouTube where, like, some people go out to, like, the homeless and they clean them up so they can, like, you know, have some respect. That's what it looked like. It was good. I thought he cleaned up well. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, the crowd hated that shit though. They hated that he was
2: Canadian. Yeah. You know, he's, well, I think that was the point.
1: Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Anyways, he comes out and he leads major guns away because she's supposed to be part of team Canada too.
2: And she was wearing a, a, American flag bikini.
1: Yeah. And then Paula, Pamela, Paul shook shock. She starts acting like she's getting hot underneath that giant fur coat. So she takes it off and she's got a shirt with like a boob window and the boobs are just like out of control. And so all of Howard Stern's whack pack, mind you, this is a 45 minute segment. This is excruciatingly long, um, and the girls are all like leathery, plasticky, just varying. Like they look like they're made out of various materials that just aren't human. And so it's not even really titillating, to be honest with you. Um, but anyway, she undresses, or so her boobs are sticking out, and then the whack pack really
2: like her. So she won. Even though she wasn't a contestant. Even though she wasn't a contestant. Um, and then out care. came uh, Scott Steiner's valet. But like
1: At least WWF, when they were doing that kind of shit, at least there was some amount of clever... At least we had Jerry Lawler acting like an idiot. At least there was something relatively clever about... Like when Sable unrobed and disrobed and she had like the handprints on her boobs... Okay, well, that's actually a clever take on things, you know, yeah. because then Merrow gets, Mark Merrow gets upset about it. <clears throat> and I'm not saying all that stuff was like, I mean, obviously it wouldn't fly today. We probably don't want to see it today. But, like, at least when the WWF did it, they were kind of iconic moments. It was like, oh, Attitude Era, Sable's handprint boobs. We remember this. I didn't remember shit about this because it was so boring. Yeah. It was
2: so uninteresting. Well, same at New Blood Rising when uh, Stacey Keebler and Major Gunn It was had awkward a, and weird. What was it a, a a mud wrestling match? It was, or whatever a it was?
1: camouflage mud wrestling. Oh yeah, they had to disrobe the yeah, camouflage, yeah, 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 and then go to the mud, and then
2: awkwardly walk to the mud. Yeah, it was awful, 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 awful.
1: Stacy awful. Keebler was nice to look at though. Uh, next up, we had a Scott Steiner interview.
2: Yeah, he was uh, Jumbo Elliott, former football player, I think, for the New York Jets.
1: Elliott wrestling. There you go. Okay. Yeah,
2: okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Elliot wrestling. Jumbo Elliot. Yeah. He was the one that, that held the door shut when Steiner tried to get out, out of there. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. okay yeah. There you go. There you go. It's all that comes together. There you go. See his um, face looks like You look at his face. Um. So Scott Steiner starts running down Jumbo Elliot. I don't know if Jumbo Elliot went to Michigan because Scott Steiner was talking to him as if he knew him at one point. Yeah. Um. But Jumbo Elliot would come into play later. Um. Oh, he's in the Giants. That's right. Um. Goldberg comes out. Yeah. And uh, uh, attacks him. Oh, it's backstage. Sorry, this is all backstage. This interview. Scott yeah. Steiner's yeah, yeah. This is backstage. And then Goldberg attacks him. they go to a commercial break. Come back. Disco Inferno is coming out to the ring with mm-hmm. his duck. Yeah. And he's announcing that he has a new uh, tag team partner. Yeah. Um. And then as he's about to unveil him, Scott Steiner comes out. And terrifying. Yeah. Because
1: Scott Steiner, like especially with his with the lighting for his entrance which, like, they dim the lights and have, like, strobe lights on them, <coughs> combined with the sirens wailing, he was kind of like a horror movie. Yeah, villain. kind of. He was kind of horror. It's like, if I'm Disco Inferno and Scott Steiner is stalking me from the ramp, I'm I'm running. Yeah. But he didn't. He attacked uh, Disco Inferno. Called out Goldberg. Uh, Goldberg comes down. Um, all of a sudden, Steiner has a mask on his face.
2: Well, Goldberg says we'll have a... Uh, yeah. Yeah, Steiner has a, a mask on his face. And I was confused. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Goldberg uh, challenges Steiner to a cage match because there's a cage above the ring for the main event.
1: Yeah, because if there's if there's if you got a cage match in the main event, obviously what you want to do is use that same cage and kind of steal the thunder from the novelty of the cage match later
2: on. I know, but they tried to recapture that thunder for the main event when they lowered the cage again and had the fancy lights go off to make it seem like it was a huge deal, even though we had just seen it. We had had already seen seen the cage match. Anyways, after that, we do get a cage match between Goldberg and Scott Steiner. Um, One of the commentary people said that Steiner was wearing a mask because he had a broken orbital bone. Um, I don't think that was true. But. No, it looked, it looked kind of decorative. Yeah, yeah it, <laughs> it looked is. like
1: black leather, it looked like. I feel like Steiner just wanted to try out a new mask, and they could be. come up with a reason for it. Could be. Hey, I got this mask here. I want to try it out tonight. <laughs> okay, wh- why are you going to wear it? Broken orbital bone. <laughs> hey, he why do you want to wear it? Because I want it, fat bastard.
2: Mm-hmm. And then he punches whoever asked him that, whoever dared question his authority. Um, What was Scott Steiner's valet's name again? Madeja? Something like that, yeah. She came out with a giant lead pipe. Yeah. Um, gave that to Steiner. He started beating Goldberg with it. Mm-hmm. Um, Steiner tries to escape. Jumbo Elliott. Yep, Jumbo Elliott. Locks Elliot the door door. Um, and then Goldberg spears Steiner. Jumbo Elliott opens the door for Goldberg. Goldberg wins.
1: You know what's talked about that? The fact that Goldberg speared Steiner. Steiner had the lead pipe like this and Goldberg speared him through it. Yeah. And it didn't affect Goldberg at all. I know. And
2: Yeah, I know. And commentary is like, he speared him right through the uh, the lead pipe.
1: Yeah, No. No, he should be affected by that. Agreed. That actually should have cost him the match. Agreed. Uh, let's see. Next There's a
2: really quick backstage segment where uh, Jeff Jarrett um, encounters Jeff so many times. Encounters Beetlejuice, okay. yeah, and right. then hits him over the head with a guitar. Yeah, it looked like it probably hurt too.
1: Uh, next up, we had a Booker T interview. Hate don't hate the player, hate the game. Can be summed up. Uh, next up, we had general erection. Again, when they took gimmicks that, like Hugh Morris, which, okay, it's not the most clever thing in the world, but it's better than General Rection. Yes. That's just stupid. Yes.
2: Uh, He took on Jeff Jarrett. I wonder who was winning that one. Um, Apparently, General Rection had a problem with Team Canada because they all came out.
1: Oh, that's right. This has turned into a clusterfuck. Yeah, it
2: really was. Lance Storm came out. Um, Elix Skipper. Oh, I love Elix. Skipper. Yeah, yeah. He was good. Yeah, he was. And then um, Jim Duggan all came out. Um, Duggan hit general Rection with a 2x4 so
1: like dude they had the they had they had talent
2: yeah it's only like they
1: didn't have talent
2: it's just horrible booking bad creative <laughs>
1: um
2: so after that uh double j jeff Jarrett, mm-hmm. hit general Rection with the stroke that, that was what the finisher was called that's like the front facing russian leg yeah yeah going yeah going forward yeah, yeah. okay. Um, and then uh, the rest of MIA came out to make the save. Sting comes out too. Mm-hmm. Um, and after that, Storm, Lance Storm challenges Sting to a match. Lance Storm is the best. Yeah, he is. He's the greatest. You know, I noticed about this Nitro is that it, I'm sure as this was the intent. They made it seem like the entire show was booked on the fly. No, I know. I know.
1: It was such a mess. Like, you do, you got, like, when Lance Storm gets on the mic and it's like, oh, man, I'm really interested now. And then him and Sting have a match. Why wasn't that like the
2: main event for I don't know, not, the United States championship? Why not build to that match? Because it was in the It was a good match. Seven minutes allotted. I they know. Had, it was fantastic.
1: I know, it was a good match.
2: Um two highlights. Lance Storm managed to reverse out of the Scorpion Deathlock mm-hmm. into a single leg crab. That was good. That, that was, was a really, really cool, smooth yeah. transition and Sting could still go back. Oh, there, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the 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 finish saw Sting transition from a body slam right into a scorpion deathlock. Death drops drop, Lance. Yeah. Death drop lands it wins. Again,
1: that could that like if that was 15 minutes it could have been the main event. Yeah, it would have been a really, really, really really cool, cool,
2: fantastic match.
1: Yeah, it could have been cool. I mean, like I said they had the talent there. It was just god they had no, it was such a mess. It was such an
2: absolute mess. Like half the stuff they did made no sense. Yeah. We'll get to that in the main event. event which, yeah. I'm still kind of confused by some of the stuff. Um uh David Flair. Mhm. Thinks he found the address, goes into the house, Right. barges in. Right. There's an older gentleman there who lives there. He's yeah. not a very good actor.
1: And he didn't seem terribly concerned with the fact that David Flair and a crowbar uh, barged into his house. Yeah. He was just sort of, sort of calmly trying to explain to him, hey, nobody's here. It's just me. There's nobody here. Well, no,
2: it wasn't that. He was like, what are you doing in my house? And, and <laughs> yeah. Flair says, I'm looking for this address. And the guy says, well, that's next door. Yeah. And so Flair leaves. Goes and rings the doorbell, bangs on the door, and, and the, the guy in the previous house says, they're not here. They've been gone for a week. Yeah. Very calmly. says, I'm going to call the police. Yeah. That was it.
1: Yeah. Well, David Flair says, well, you send a message to him. I'm going to be waiting right here until he gets here. But then he leaves. Yeah. So. And then, yeah, so he's, you, you read, you, you looked it up. They just dropped the storyline.
2: Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Stacy Kubler says, in fact, she was not pregnant. She broke up with David Flair, and then she was off TV for a while.
1: Mm. Oh, okay. Broke up with him in Reels? They were really On a couple, TV, I think. I thought they were really a couple. I think they might have been too. I do not thinking of. Maybe i of something No, about. I think you're right. I think yeah, they I think might have been, they were been actually a real couple. Um. Let's see here. Then. So yeah, she could have been. She could have been sister-in-law with Charlotte but instead she dated George Clooney. Mm-hmm.
2: kind of a step up. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: so then our main event, cage match. Well, hold oh, on. I'll oh, talk about this God. Vince
2: Russo interview because he is obviously <laughs> nervous.
1: Yeah, you think... See, I don't know, man. You're probably right. You're probably right. You probably got a better read on than I do. I don't know. Part of me felt that he just was really... I think he thought... I think he saw himself as Bruno. <laughs> I think he... Because he played this interview so straight... I was like, man, this guy really does want to win WCW Championship, but maybe not. Maybe he was just. Well, a I think
2: match. more than anything, he's probably nervous about going out there and having a match, yeah, a cage match. Do you think he's that aware though? I like, don't know. I
1: don't know. I don't know if he really cares about the quality of matches.
2: I don't know about the quality, but just going out there and taking bumps. Yeah, that's true. Hey,
1: I'll say this, though. If I were ever to wrestle, I'd wear the outfit he wore. Yeah. A full, like, he uh, that, outfit. He
2: needed that spear at the end. Oh, I know. I and know. they had padding on the guardrail there, too. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. they needed because that would have knocked him out if not. Yeah. So it takes us to our main event, Vince Russo versus Booker T for the WCW Championship yeah. in a steel cage. Yeah. Jeremy Borash comes up for commentary. Yeah, a bunch of the faces the face locker room came out. It was the filthy animals, that 70s guy, yeah. Um a couple others.
1: Like this is literally the definition of an overbooked cluster. Oh catch. yeah, and it, it gets was, so overbooked.
2: It's such a mess towards the end. Yeah. Like Vince Russo comes out and he's obviously holding something, you know, like a weapon in his pants.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah.
2: So as soon as the bell rings, he pulls a bat yeah. out of his pants and then starts hitting uh, Booker T with it. Right. Um he tries to escape, all the faces block the door. Mm-hmm. Um and then Russo grabs a ladder from under the ring, yeah, puts it in the ring and tries to escape from the top. Yeah. The faces climb. And Sting comes down. Yeah, he repels down the ring. That's the only time you see him though. He repels <laughs> down in one <laughs> shot and you never yeah. see him again. Yeah, yeah. Um and then Lex Luger appears. <laughs> And gives Russo the a lead ghost pipe. The Lex Luger appears. Um, and then uh, Vince Russo hits the ref with a pipe. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of medical personnel that come into the ring. One of, One them of being which is Ric Flair. Ric Flair,
1: he attacks Russo. Hold on a
2: second. Was he disguised as an
1: EMT or was he actually an EMT? Did we get confirmation on that?
2: Maybe it was a side gig. Someone on uh, commentary made it seem like that was his new profession. Oh, okay, yeah. And so he attacks Russo, puts him in the figure four, I think for like seven seconds. Yeah, yeah, it's really quick. Releases. At that point, Booker T probably could have got out of the cage.
1: Oh yeah. So from this, absolutely from this point on, Booker T is anywhere between six man any given moment between six feet and twelve inches away from literally winning the match, being outside the cage. The door is right there.
2: Yeah. So the natural born thrillers run out to the cage. They start fighting with all the faces. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, Booker T, rather than escape the cage, wants to apparently inflict more damage on Vince Russo. Mm-hmm. He gets on the mic. What does he say? Um.
1: Oh, who, Goldberg?
2: No, no who Booker T. Oh,
1: Booker T. Oh, he said he said, don't hate the player in right. the game. That's right. Um, and so,
2: you know, he's... Signaling no. that he's about to leave. Yeah. Um, right, he's about to leave. Twelve inches away from the... Maybe less than that. Door. Goldberg's music hits. Yeah. And the camera goes to a profile close to Booker T, and he goes...
1: Clearly says, what the fuck?
2: Yeah, yeah. So Goldberg comes out. Um, so Booker, rather than escape... Leave the cage. He just stands there.
1: Yeah, he's stunned. the The, the commentary really plays up. He's been stunned into not l- leaving. Like,
2: and so, he's
1: so so stunned, he's
2: not moving. Yeah. So Goldberg, he's paralyzed, comes at the cage door, goes inside the cage. Um. Right as Booker turns around, Scott Steiner's there. He shows
1: up. Hits Booker with the cage door. But then Booker kicks the cage door into Scott Steiner, it's specifically like around the eye area. Yeah. Where he's supposed to be nursing his A orbital bone.
2: Broken orbital bone. Yeah. And right after that, Goldberg goes to Spear. Uh-huh. Um, Russo. Russo.
1: Russo tries to like... Sneakily get past yeah, Booker yeah. T. Yeah, he pushes him. It looks like he pushes him a little bit, but as he's doing that, Goldberg is ready and he spears him through the cage wall. And right as he's doing that, like on like a split second after that, Booker T. Steps out. Vince Russo has a giant smile on his face when that happens. I looked. I watched that twice. He has a big smile on his face
2: after the grimace from getting speared into the guardrail.
1: Yeah, but it looks. It looks more. Yeah. And then Booker T and Goldberg shake hands or high-five. Five,
2: and then they walk up the ramp together. They walk up the ramp
1: together. Booker T does not stop to get his championship. I don't know if it's supposed to be known that Booker T, that Vince Russo won. I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, I, was, I was actually surprised that I thought, I thought, so how long was David Arquette's title run? It lasted like a couple weeks. I thought it was the same for Vince Russo, but it wasn't. He comes out a week, right? Yeah. He drops a promo on Thunder as champion, and then on the next Nitro, I, I started watching the next Nitro. He here's, I mean, here's one thing. Credit to this. Things happened on Thunder back then. Like, I always thought that Thunder was like, Thunder kind of started off as more of a B-show. Oh, yes. Yeah, it started off as a B-show, but then they would actually continue things on Thunder. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like strictly mm-hmm. a, a recap slash, you know, dark match wannabe show. Because um, he came out on Thunder, dropped a, a cha- you know promo that he's champion, and then on Nitro the next week, I wonder if he was like if if like WCW if the higher ups might have overrode his uh, his writing there because when he announced that he was vacating the title, he did it in a very stilted manner as if he was like being forced to say it, and so I don't know what the story is there exactly. I know that WCW hired and fired and fired and hired him a bunch. Yeah. So I don't know, but um, when was when I forget what this was before or after the David Arquette thing?
2: Um, I think it was after.
1: Okay, that would make sense. Slambury two thousand, yeah, that makes sense. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, yeah, it was after. Oh, okay, this was after Slambury Arquette. was in May. This might have been like the last straw, Who knows? They were probably like because here's the thing. I just looked this up. Competing with this on Raw. The next, so, okay. Oh, good. Here's a list of the champions that WWF had at the time. Mm -hmm. At the, you know, for Raw's war, 925 2000 Rock was their heavyweight champion. Eddie Guerrero was their intercontinental champion. The tag team champions were the Hardy Boys. Al Snow was the European champion. The hardcore champion was Steve Blackman. The women's champion was Lita. The light heavyweight champion was Dean Malenko. Wow. That's a stacked championship deck right there. Yeah, it is. In terms of the matches, uh, that night going head-to-head, we got uh, Kane versus Rikishi, uh, which ended in a double DQ after two minutes. Taz versus Bubba Ray Dudley. A tag team ladder match between the Hardys, Edge, and Christian. X-Pac versus Jericho in a first blood match. Wow. Intercontinental Championship match. China, or Eddie Guerrero with China, beat Val Venus with Steven Richards, so they were doing the right censor thing. And a world... So all, like, not all the titles, but there were three title matches. And then The Rock versus Chris Benoit. Wow. For the heavyweight title. Against this slop. Yeah. Against this garbage turd of a card. Terrible. Against Vince Russo winning the WCW title. Man, just throwing in the white tally here. That's terrible. This this episode more just brought the hate out of me. This wasn't even really fun to watch. No, it was not fun was at just, all. It was just hate.
2: It was absolutely not fun. It was we should get away from 2000 WCW.
1: Yeah, I think that would probably be the best idea. But
2: saying that, I think we should uh, make Slam 2000 <laughs> one of the options. <laughs> All
1: right, how about this?
2: We're going to keep the other two. We're going to keep Clash of Champions 24.
1: Yes. And Debut the Shockmaster
2: And the Wrestling Classic. We're just going to replace what was selected.
1: Slambury 2000? Slambury
2: 2000. All right, so those are the options that we're putting up for the
1: patrons after they vote, which they're going to do right now.
2: Okay. We're going to announce the selection right here, right now. We Let's got, do it. We've
1: got our results. The winner. And what we'll be watching next week is... Clash of
2: Champions
1: 24, the debut of the Shockmaster. Finally. Yes. Good Thank choice. Thank you. Great time. Looking forward to it. Yes. Anyways, let us know what you guys think in the comments. Again, if you did watch this, you're a trucker. Right? A trooper. A trooper. Trooper. I thought a trucker is the thing you could be, too. That's keep on trucking. Keep on trucking. Doesn't apply here. Thanks for watching. We'll talk to you guys next time. Bye.